0: Hi, I'm Andiwadi Adijumo. I build businesses and I also teach people how to take control of their lives. You are listening to the Happy Like Buddha podcast where I'll be bringing you some of the best personal growth mentors and entrepreneurs on the planet and they will be sharing the best ideas on personal growth for mind, body, spirit and work. A word from our sponsor. This episode is sponsored by DropStore.co.za. If you want to start an online e-commerce business, DropStore helps you create an online website and it helps you find products from suppliers to sell on your online store. Add them to your online store and ship them directly to your customers easily. You will never have to pay upfront for an inventory, which keeps your risks very low. Visit DropStore.co.za to find products or to distribute your products to the thousands of resellers on the platform. Use Store to start and grow your online business today. Hey everyone, welcome to the Live Vila podcast. My name is Adewale Jumo. Today we're going to be talking about responsibility, how you can make a difference, big difference, with responsibility. And now those who have more have a responsibility to do more. And we're going to talk about individuals with high power and influence because all of us have a responsibility to pull our weight in some in some kind of way. And today we have a guest. Now, guest today is the author of the book How Can I Make a Difference, and it's also a content creator. He is known as the guide that walks and inspires. If you've watched if you've watched his videos, you will know what I mean, my friend. I would like to welcome author, content creator, and inspirational speaker. Poloko Michael
1: Lane. Did
0: I say that correctly?
1: Ah, nah, that was beautiful. That was beautiful, sir. That was beautiful. Thank you for having me. Thank you for having me here. Thank you for coming, agreeing to come in to share your
0: ideas with on, Onaflag like Buddha. So Poloko, I'm gonna jump straight into this, right? I wanna first yes. first find out from you what, you know, like what does responsibility team mean to
1: you? Uh, Responsibility, this is gonna sound very weird, but I think responsibility is also a privilege, right? So uh, I think of it in the the sense of, for example, being a parent, like I'm not a parent myself, but I can imagine that being a parent is a major responsibility, but it's also a privilege. Uh, Being a speaker, myself being a speaker, it's uh it's a, it's an incredible privilege it's a beautiful thing to get to do but it's also a uh, responsibility so i think uh, responsibility goes hand in hand with uh, with with pr- whatever privileges you have so if you have a privilege there's a responsibility attached to it so uh, when i think about responsibility that's what i think about i think of it as uh Yeah, you know, responsibility and privilege, responsibility and opportunities, responsibility and whatever you have that is going for you. Um, Whatever's good, whatever you celebrate, it comes, there comes a responsibility attached to that. And uh, that's always been my view of responsibility. And I think that's why it has been helpful because it helps keep me in check. It helps me be able to just uh, observe and just be intentional about whatever it is that I take up. So I love yeah. that
0: word. I and love that, that word. I, say. I love that word. I love that word intentional. Um mm. quick one. What inspired you to write your book, How Can I Make a Difference?
1: So I've been I've been speaking since I was 19. I mean speaking on platforms. <laughs> not not like speaking, speaking. Uh but speaking on platforms. I started when I was 19 years old. That's when I started preaching in church and then I you know, started uh, going to high schools. And ever since then, I've been speaking on different platforms to the youth. And there's always been a conversation that that people have with me that I found interesting because people say to me, um, you know, we need more people like you, right? People always say that to me. They they always say, we need more people like you. And then I always ask myself, why can't you be one of those people, right? so when i wrote the book how can i make a difference my intention was to get people to ask the question themselves so that every individual can actually ask the question how can i make a difference not just for not just for it to be something that is uh you know uh we know that uh, that's wale's thing wale is making a difference a difference he's he's dedicated to that polo was dedicated to making a difference so and so is dedicated not so much to making a difference, but just making money, right? So, because we we think of it that way. So, the intention with this book was to perhaps, to perhaps, hopefully, multiply that thing in myself that people always say we need more of that so instead of just saying we need more of that my uh, my my efforts was to say how can there be more of this how can there be more people who take up the responsibility to make a difference uh who take up the mantle and actually be intentional about making a difference and the the answer for me was this book the answer for me was this book and ironically ironically uh, the book, How Can I Make a Difference, is also part of my answer to how can I make a difference, right? So that's my answer. My answer is, okay, but look, how can you make a difference? Okay, you speak to people, you do this, you do that with that organization. One of the, one of the things that you can do is also write a book. So it's my effort to really get, uh, get the individual, in a nutshell, to ask the question, how can I make a difference? And at the end of the book, help them play a part in, the, uh, in them finding the answer to how can I make a difference? Because I believe every single one of us have an answer. No one is excluded. Everyone has an answer to how can I make a difference? And it's a very specific answer to you. It's unique to you. So in a nutshell, that's, uh, that's why I wrote this book.
0: So what is the starting point for anyone that wants to make a difference? Where Where, where can every individual themselves start?
1: Ah, I love it. So the, the subtitle of this book is The Question That Answers, right? And the reason why the subtitle is The Question That Answers is because how can I make a difference, I believe is the starting point. So if you want to make a difference, your starting point, the first step that you take is asking how can I make a difference. So for example, if I, uh, if I see you crying, if I see you crying uh, on the side of the road, I don't just buy you food. I have to find out why are you crying so in other words i come to you and i ask you listen what 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 is it that i can do for you how can i help you and i think uh, the starting point to us making a difference is asking the question how can i make a difference so you look at your home you look at your school your office wherever you find yourself how can i make a difference and when you ask that question it opens up a whole lot of opportunities right so like i'm saying if i see you crying on the side of the road by yourself, and i ask you the question It's only when i ask this question that i that i'm presented with opportunities right i'm presented with opportunities to say okay cool uh he needs food or uh he needs someone to just listen to him he needs advice he needs a word of encouragement he needs whatever he needs money it's only when i find out why it is that you are that you that you that you are crying why it is that you are in the position that you are. So I believe the starting point is asking the question. Our starting point is in asking the question. I ask you, how can I make a difference? Uh, I step out into my community and I ask, how can I make a difference? I look at everything that's going on around me. How can I make a difference? How, How, where do I start? And when I ask that question, all of a sudden there are opportunities and I start to see certain things. I start to see things that I could not see before I asked this question. So yeah, I think it's that idea. That's, uh, that's, that's really the starting point.
0: You need to get to where you are now, where you, are, where you actually are making a difference in people's lives and you've written a book, which trust me, it is a huge task on its own because I'm speaking from experience. What, of, what, what amount of work have you had to do on yourself? For you to get to where you are now, because a lot of people see professional speakers, motivational speakers, is, is, um, inspirational speakers, and often are amazed at how at the things that they say and the words that come out of their mouth, and you know the intelligence, the knowledge. But knowledge comes from somewhere. What steps have you taken as as an inspirational speaker, as a, like as an author, as someone that is making a difference, someone who's taking responsibility? What what type of work have you done on yourself?
1: Man, I love love this question so much. Right. And I think not a lot of people ask this question. And it's a very important question because part of what I do, part of what I do does not start when I when I pick up a mic, when I get in front of the camera. That's not where it starts. Right. Um, Part of my work is uh, is is in the way that I carry myself the way that I am when nobody is watching. That's what. Uh, that's the starting point of what I do because what comes out of my mouth when I'm speaking to people, when I'm encouraging people, when I'm inspiring people, what comes out of my mouth didn't just start when the camera switched on. It's how I think when I'm on my own, right? So uh, there's a whole lot. Um, it's me taking my thoughts captive, right? I, when I'm on my own, I have to be able to learn to take my thoughts captive, to deal with certain thoughts that other people would just embrace. Um, you know i always uh, i always i always say to people you know when you when you ask me about speaking a speaking gig or whatever you know people are not paying for people are not paying for that 30 minutes that i'm there you're not paying for that one hour that i'm there there's something that sets me apart from everyone that is there it's the it's the work that i've put in beforehand it's the way that i carry myself it's the fact that when uh, when the event is over and everybody and everyone goes to get wasted I can't afford to get wasted. I, I I don't drink. I'm sober all the time because I'm trying to analyze the world around me, and sometimes it can be so stressful, right? I'm always observing. I'm always learning, and with that uh, comes that it's, it's that responsibility. So, part of uh, p- part of what I've had to do for me personally is to is to re- be reminded that what I do in secret comes out when I'm standing in front of people so me speaking to you right now I'm not expressing thoughts that uh, that only stem from the fact that I'm in front of a camera it's thoughts that I have every other day right it's what I'm constantly working on it's, it's what I'm constantly uh, fixing in my life it's things that I'm always working on it's um uh, ideas that I believe in so if I tell you about something I'm not telling you about something because I think it's a good idea I'm telling you about it because I've actually done this. I do this on a daily basis. So um, it's, it's that mindfulness. But to, to give you a more, a more precise answer that might be helpful to everybody as I read books, right? One of the most incredible things that I've ever discovered is reading. Oh, I'm so grateful for the day that I started reading. I'm so grateful for that day because it's an incredible thing that people, men and women who have lived life, who have done incredible things, take their years of experience and they put it in 200 pages. And all I have to do is read these 200 pages to understand what it is that they went through to not suffer through some of the, what they suffered through and all these other things. So. It was a beautiful thing that uh, at 19 years old I was already speaking at a level uh, at a level that most people in their 30s are only getting to right that at 19 I was I, I was so sharp I was so so sharp with my words but that's not because I'm so brilliant well part of it is because I'm gifted but also it's because I read books right I read these books and I find out these people tell you the secrets I'm like guys what do you mean you don't read people just take Secrets and they put them into books, right? And you pay uh, However much which I believe is very very cheap Uh, Books are cheap books for what they worth a book a good book is actually cheap. So So yeah, that's uh, that's 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 what it's been for me So it's been that it's you know, it's reading books being very intentional about the books that I read as well and um Having a whole lot of mentors around me, you know, there's something about uh, young people who have a lot of zeal and a lot of passion, but not enough guidance. Right? Because as a young as a young guy, I'm full of fire, full of fire. So I need some old people. I need mentors. I need uh, elders who are going to guide me and who are going to help me be able to keep things in perspective. So it's that. It's um, it's books. It's seeking guidance from mentors, and uh, in general, just observation of the world around me. Uh, my, I think most of my preparation is from is, is from observation of the world around me. I am incredibly, ridiculously observant, and there's hardly anything that I don't learn from. You know, sometimes people complain. They're like, oh, "Dude, not everything is that deep." No, it's deep. There's always a meaning behind something, and I'm always trying to discover a meaning behind something. I'm always trying to see what does that mean. So, so yeah, I think. Um, that's a, that's a little bit of it. I think it's it's that it's it's just acquiring as much knowledge as possible, and not just acquiring not just knowledge but applicable knowledge, applicable knowledge. And that's how I read books as well. Because when I read a book and I after chapter one, I feel like I can't apply anything that I'm reading. I just stop reading it. Right. So I think it's the it's the acquisition of applicable knowledge. As, I just want to acquire as much applicable knowledge as I can uh i want to learn every single day okay why am i learning it what can i do with it okay that's what i'm gonna do with it so yeah i think that's that's uh that's in a nutshell what it is that's dope man i totally love that man you know
0: um the part about the reading and the part about the books i think it's something that a lot of people just just don't get that a books makes you make make you smarter and the same type of books that the world's most, the happiest, most successful people are reading are available to every single person out there on the internet. You just got to go and Google, you can get it for free. If you, if that's you, like, if that's your thing, you can get free trials from apps like scribed, for example, or like, or pay less than what most people, what people pay for Netflix, which is like $8 something. And I'm not being paid by them or anything, um, to, to mention this. And you can listen to as many books as you want and acquire as mm-hmm. much knowledge as you want mm-hmm. so yeah. just going back to books right because this is uh, this is about you what what was the one book that you read that that completely changed your that like that that blew your mind i was like wow this is life-changing uh, do you have a book ah
1: easy uh screw it let's do it by richard branson right screw it let's do it do you hear that title that title is the whole book (laughs) that title is the whole book just screw it let's do it um and i read this at a a time when i was when i wasn't very sure if i wanted to jump and do certain things that i was always passionate about that i always dreamt of because you know i always at at this season of my life it was in a position i was in a position where I was employed but I wasn't very happy because I wasn't getting paid enough and I have I have all these responsibilities that are always piling up and you know you're trying to figure out a whole lot of things trying to make ends meet and I'm like it would be nice if I had like some extra income or something like that and it would be nice if I was doing something that I'm really passionate about and then uh, a mentor of mine gave me Screw It Let's Do It by Richard Branson. Now it's a no brainer. I want to be like Richard Branson. And that's a no brainer. I want to have uh, Virgin Galactic, Virgin Mobile, Virgin Records, Virgin Airways, Virgin whatever. Like this man just has Virgin Active, everything, right? Hotels, everything. And he's, but in his book, he speaks about how the secret to what he does, and this is the culture as well in his companies, uh, the culture that they have at Virgin is exactly that. Screw it, let's do it right? It's almost like Nike. It's almost like, just do it. It's just, screw it. Let's do it. Right? It's, it's that simple. So I think that's the one book that completely changed my view on life because very often, you know, you try to, you try to clean everything up. You try to get things together. You try to just make sure that, uh, you know, everything makes sense before you can move. Everything is perfect. I need this much money. I need to raise, uh, I, I need to raise, Seventy thousand rand so that i can you know and at some point it was just like screw it let's do it okay cool we have a cell phone all right let's 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 make these videos we have so and so let's do this we have very little let's do something with it so yeah i think screw it let's do it really change my perspective and then there's another one um uh napoleon hill's uh think and grow rich, grow rich yeah think and grow rich who doesn't want to think and grow rich, brother? Who, who does not want to grow rich? So I read Think and Grow Rich and Think and Grow Rich completely flipped my perspective. It changed my life. It, it changed my life completely. Um, just reading some of these principles, because this is a book that's written also from uh, a guy who interviewed over 500 uh, success, you know, vastly wealthy people over 500 people who are vastly wealthy. And it's like, it's the knowledge that's acquired from over 500 of these people that I would like to sit down with. So it's kind of like having an interview with them, right? Because you're learning exactly how they think and what they think. And so that's one of them. That's one of them. Uh, I think those two books mainly made a major impact.
0: Hmm. I love that, man. Preparation. You spoke about preparation. How do you prepare? for, for example, your content creation?
1: Mm. You know, I don't want to misguide people, right? I don't want to mislead people, because (laughs) um, for me personally, for me personally, in the beginning, preparation was very difficult because I had to put in hours and hours and polish and make sure that I do this. But now it's gotten to a point where it's so so easy because that's why i say i don't
0: want to because repetition repetition makes you makes you very
1: confident makes you an expert yeah yes yes absolutely so i'm at a stage right now where it comes very easy so so now um I'll, I'll take extra time if I'm speaking on, on, a, on a subject that I'm not very familiar with. So in order to teach myself certain things, learn about it, read about it, and whatever. But when it comes to uh, preparation, I think most important, um, when I think about a time when it was a little bit more difficult, it was that repetition, right? it was that repetition. I could have something written down, I would say it over and over and over again. So. For example, it got to a point where, well, what I preferred to do what I preferred to do was um, when I speak, when I speak, so if I'm speaking in person, if you hear me in person, I don't use notes, right? I don't like to use notes because I ju- it just doesn't feel natural to me. So I, I still remember a couple of years back, I started preparing at such a level that I would have my notes written down. But when I get in front of people, I don't have notes and I would go word for word from my notes, right? <laughs> word for word from my notes. Like, that's because I repeated it so many times. It's like, I practiced so many times and it's, you know, over and over and over and over again. Like if I was, for example, when I was, when I was uh, at church, if I was preaching on a Friday or a Sunday, the whole week, it, it was like a song, right? It was like a song. You know how a song would get stuck in your head? Those are my messages just over and over and over again. Um, that's how I would prepare for for big messages. But when it comes to content creation for my uh, for my social media content, mostly I try to put out like you know 30 seconds to uh 60 seconds. And with that, what I do is I just uh while well, I just get a thought, brother. Right? I literally just get a thought. And then immediately it's it's such a cool thing because it kind of like puts itself together in my head and then I put it out, right? Uh, somebody was saying to me the other day that they were amazed by how, how when I put, when I say something, it's kind of like a whole speech put into 30 seconds, right? It's like a whole entire speech put into 30 seconds because it, you know, you say it, it you you have a whole opening all the way to the conclusion and it makes sense in 30 seconds. So I think that's the, that's the art with that. But I think it's gotten now to a point where I, you know, all I have to do is just note it down, right? I just make a note. Don't forget to say this. Don't forget you want to say it like this. You want to phrase it like this. But I just, I didn't just go ahead and do it. I didn't just go ahead and do it. Um, I'm always very cautious in in telling people how to do what I do. I'm always very cautious. And I have to always remind people, like, I am gifted at this, right? It's a gift of mine. Everyone has a gift. Everyone has that thing that they do easier than anything else, right? Everyone has that thing that comes to them very easy, uh, easier than it comes to other people. And speaking is one of those things for me. So I'm always very cautious when I tell people because it's like, you know, some people just tell you, no, nah, you got to work hard. You got to prepare very hard. Hey, brother, I remember there was a time. There's been moments where I was told you got to do this. We expect this from you speak on this. And immediately I think about it and then I just wait for the day and then I go up and I speak right without without much preparation and it comes across just as clean and just as good so it's um but but it is from years though it's from years of just preparation preparation you know I mean that repetition that repetition uh before I got here I was repeating I was repeating like just you just repeat this thing it sticks right you mm-hmm. repeat it over and over and over again and all of a sudden it just there's no you can't you can't unlearn it once okay. you've learned it. that's very true man so let's just
0: move on a little bit here right into talking about individuals with our influence um and sorry with influence and power okay what is your view on this what kind like what's our responsibility do you feel that someone who has influence anyone's power, like has, because before you answer, right? Um, for me, I see responsibility as, as 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 anything that comes into your frame of awareness. You are responsible for it. So you, as an individual, yeah, you you're responsible for for say your life. You're responsible for your thoughts. You're responsible for your feelings. Responsible for if a bird lands on that tree over there and you see that bird you're responsible for that thing coming to your awareness so what's so so for individuals with high power and influence what type of responsibility do you feel that these people
1: have you know to to be honest with you and I write I write about this in the book right I write about the fact that uh, when it comes to making a difference um there's a there's a scripture in the Bible that says that to to whom much is given much is required um so so if you whatever you've been given there is more required from you. you're supposed to give uh, just as much as you've received and when it comes to individuals who are in high places of power and influence, I've often been baffled by people who who are surprised when the public looks at them, and they have expectations <laughs> right it's like it's like uh I'm and i'm sitting in a position of influence and i'm enjoying the influence but the moment that people look at me and look to me for answers and look to me for action i'm surprised I'm like, but i'm just a man no i'm not just a person i'm in a position of power and nobody forced me into that position i asked for it right i went looking for this position of power so i i also mentioned this that it's amazing to me that you have entertainers who take no responsibility for what's happening to the youth, for example. right So for example, you're an entertainer, um, you talk about alcohol, drugs, uh, you know degrading women, all these things, right And then you talk about crime as if it's a beautiful thing. And then when people who follow you, who want to be like you, who want to make it to where you made it, when they also go out and do drugs or they kill, they get into a gang, then you're surprised. Then you're surprised and you think, and we we somehow, it, has, it hasn't clicked on us that those are the people that we have to look at and say, hey man, listen, you have a responsibility over here. You have a responsibility. It's not that that position of power, that position of influence, is not just for you. There are people on the other side of this who are influenced by what it is that you say and do. So, okay. so that's, that's the idea. That's the idea. It's uh, it's it's the idea of you and I, uh, we live in South Africa. So, you know, there are times when you are driving and then you, you hit a pothole. When you hit a pothole, very honest with you brother, the first thing that I think about is government, right? It's the government. I'm like, look at the roads. Right. When ESCOM cuts the power off, I think about the ruling party. I'm like, man, we are in trouble, <laughs> right? We're in trouble because the money has been squandered. All of this has been squandered. And we have great expectations of people who are in positions of power. And rightfully so. Rightfully so. Right. It's 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 right. Like we must have expectations of them. They're in a position of power. They can do more. And so we in that same breath. I bring it home to the fact that you as an individual, you have more than somebody else, right? You have more than someone else. You also are in a position where there is much that has been given to you, however much it is. I'm not saying it's as much as uh, so-and-so who's over there making millions or so-and-so who's in a position of power, but you've you've been given something. You have something in your hands. You have a podcast, right? You have a podcast. And so with this podcast, You have a responsibility you have a responsibility to speak what is true you have a responsibility to make sure that this podcast does not break anybody down to to make sure that this podcast uh, is a blessing to whoever hears it that whoever hears this podcast doesn't walk away downcast but rather up uplifted right that's your responsibility whether they walk away enlightened challenged convicted in some way but it has to be positive. That's your responsibility. You can't just look at uh, your Joey Rogans and say, these guys with the big platforms have responsibility to speak the truth. You also have that responsibility. And we don't, we don't negate the fact that they have that responsibility, even more so than you do. But, but you have that responsibility. We don't, we don't want to lose sight of that. Um, for example, if I know that there is a problem with, uh, with our youth, If I can see that our youth clearly needs help, it's something that cuts me deeply. And so I can't just look at somebody else. I can't just look at those who are in positions of power. What can I do? right? What can I do? I'm doing my part. I have to do my part. I don't have a choice. And so um, that's one of the things that I also express, that you have no right to speak on anything that you're not doing anything about. Right? You have no right to speak on it. If you're not doing anything about it, leave it alone. Let people who are doing something about it, speak on it, right? When you are on the side of the road, feeding people, when you are feeding people, you can then go to the government and say, guys, can you do something about this? I'm out there on my own and it's becoming very, very difficult and I'm trying to do more, but I need your help. Mm. That's when you can, but if you're not doing anything, if you're not doing anything, don't talk about how so-and-so needs to feed people. You you saw the problem. <laughs> you, you know that it's a problem. Why don't you feed them? So... So, uh, so yeah, I think, I think it's that uh, it's that idea, it's that understanding, it is it is that perspective, that each and every single one of us have a, a personal responsibility. Right? It's a personal responsibility. Whatever whatever position you find yourself in, you have a personal responsibility to make a difference. You can't look at your life and say, uh, I'm just a cleaner in this company. You can't say i'm just a cleaner in this company if you're a cleaner at that company you also are responsible for how the customer walks in and walks out if the customer walks in and you say uh you know since i'm not the boss i don't i don't really care right i I don't know if you've ever had that where you have people who, who are doing uh menial jobs which there's nothing wrong with that but they carry this attitude as though because i'm not the person in charge because i'm not in that position i have no responsibility no you have a responsibility at any level and the beautiful thing about it is that when you carry your responsibility well it's um it's like a supernatural law right that you can't really escape it's kind of like it's kind of like gravity it's kind of like gravity you can't really escape the fa- escape this law it's like when you are when you are when you are diligent with the little responsibility that's been given to you you will always be entrusted with more. You'll always be entrusted with more, right? You you are promoted to higher places when you're diligent with the responsibility that's been given to you right now. So mm. that's why I say that that's why I say that.
0: I think the I think the I, I think the more correct word for us to use is accountability. Because if mm. you because if we hold people with eye power accountable for the things that they say and the things that they do and things that they promote then accountability is sort of like the process for them to actually start to to actually look at themselves and all and also realize that they are responsible for the things that they do they also hold themselves accountable and then they can actually start to then change and that's where that's where change stuff like starts to um starts to be created so Mm. so so, yeah so accountability because when you said expectate when when, you know when you said we like we have, we should have expectations of the people with high power. For me, I see that more of like a you know we can have expectation, but expectation is often a um, like like a flaw because you can't really appreciate something you expect. So if someone actually does something uh, with their like, if you do something with you, with the responsibility um, that you um, that you have taken on yourself, basically your contribution to others, right? If be are doing that, if you just expect it from you, then they can't really appreciate it. But because they don't expect mm. it, um, you know, they, this is you. You are the one who's doing this and you're the one who's giving it. People tend to appreciate that a lot more. Um, mm. So I think the correct, um, the more correct way is, is that we need to hold those people accountable for the things that mm. are, for the things that they say mm. and the things that they do and the things that they promote for us to actually start to create change. And just to mm. just to just to just to close our eyes, what do you think is the key ingredient, right? The key ingredient that, you know, for uh, for someone to actually take action towards contributing in a positive way towards lack of others.
1: The key ingredients i'll be very honest with you brother the key,
0: and the i the key characteristics um of a like of a, like of a man of a woman for you to for you to contribute to others in a way that actually uplifts
1: them and enriches their lives and makes a lot better um okay i want i want to i want to tell you two things so um firstly firstly i'm a I, I'm, I'm a spiritual person right so i believe that it's love right if you don't love people if you don't love people there's nothing that you're going to do you're going to do nothing you will you will not do anything that matters to people you will not do anything of significance if you don't love people so you have this responsibility to love people you know i always say to people if 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 in an ideal world in an ideal world where everyone understood the concept of love and embraced it we we could have we could have avoided all the horrors of the past, right? We could have avoided all the horrors that we see today because you don't you don't hurt the one that you love. You feed the one that you love. You help the one that you love, right? You you carry the one that you love. You sacrifice for the one that you love. You serve the ones you love. Um, so if if we understood the, this concept of love in an ideal perfect world, I'm telling you our world would be. Without most of what we cry about today, so I think it's that love. Um, and another thing that I will say is, uh, which is more of a characteristic, uh, a quality that I've noticed in all the people that are making a difference, that are making an impact, is this, right? It's they are doers. They are doers. They don't they don't brag about what what they know. I know this about history. If you look at the history, this, they might know a lot, but they're doing something about it. So let us do something about what we know, because we say we know. Yes, you know, but what are you doing about it? So that's uh, that's the one characteristic I would say that these people are doers. Thank
0: you so much for local. Thank you, thank you for being for coming to Apple, like that and sharing some of your ideas. And guys, if you guys haven't yet subscribed to this podcast, if you're watching on YouTube. On YouTube, you can subscribe over there. I think that's correct. Okay, and if you guys are listening on any of the podcast platforms, don't forget to press the follow button and share this to all your friends that can benefit from this. I'm the jumo and this is the Happy Like Builder Podcast. I would love to connect with you on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. On Facebook, you can find me at at the Wale Adejumo on Instagram at Dereo Wale at the Jumo and on Twitter at Wale Adejumo. If you enjoyed that episode, please subscribe to the Epilogue Builder Podcast so that you do not miss new episodes we will release and I will see you on our next episode.